Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Happy Wednesday to all of you, day before Thanksgiving. And uh, just letting you know that this will be the, the last live show of the week. But I will be out at Nutrition HQ on Friday for Black Friday between 12 and and two, if you want to come on out and uh, say hello. And, of course, we got Jeremy. used to manage Nutrition HQ. He now owns the joint. So he's there. Sean's still there. So great crew. Looking forward to uh, hanging out with those guys again. So that'll be this Friday, 12 to 2 at Nutrition HQ. Denver's mayor, a Democrat, has flown to a family Thanksgiving. So flew out, went to family Thanksgiving. Now, what is interesting about this is that the mayor told everybody to avoid travel, if you can, and and did not fly to go see family. The Denver Mayor Michael Hancock, Democrat, flying to Mississippi to spend Thanksgiving with his family in spite of advising residents against traveling for the holidays. So another do as I say, not as I do. Now, we did uh, shame Cuomo into, at least publicly, who knows what he's going to do behind closed doors, not spending Thanksgiving with his mom and sister because, again, he told everybody the same thing. Uh, nope, you can't have family gatherings, you can't travel. And then he had his mom and his sister, he was going to fly them in <laughs> for Thanksgiving. And everybody's like, no, 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 no. So the Denver mayor, uh, Michael Hancock, he did it right. He just didn't tell anybody that he was going to fly out. He just told all of you not to fly, and then he flew out. So, yep, just one more thing. Look, I saw a, a thing um, earlier today, and it was, I think, on Instapundence page where they said, I'm going to start treating this like a crisis the moment the people who tell me it's a crisis act like it's a crisis. How about that? Does that seem fair? And by the way, that applies to you know things like global warming and stuff too. If uh, we are in a global climate crisis and all of that stuff, well then, I guess you shouldn't be buying houses on the beach. Right? But you're not treating it like a crisis. You're not treating it like something that is only a couple of years away. Why should I? And if you are one of these political leaders running around telling everybody, hey, don't travel. If you travel, you're the reason that the virus spreads. Oh, by the way, I'm going to go ahead and fly in my family, and I'm going to fly to my family, and I'm going to do all of the stuff that I'm telling all of you you're not allowed to do. You're, you're running into... Uh, real dangerous territory with this type of behavior. People aren't going to take this crap for so long. You know, we're a polite society, so, and I know it doesn't seem my way with social media, but we're generally a polite society, and you are really playing with fire with them right now. A lot of you politicians are. You're really playing with fire. And I'm not, you know, I did a, uh, I did a premium stream here recently, but I, I released it to the general public. If you go to the burningtruth.us, I did a couple that you should probably look at. One is War is Coming. I want you to listen to that. I give you some historical references of what we're seeing right now. And and no, I don't go off the the deep end and say civil war is going to break out or anything. I, I don't do that, but I tell you that war is coming. And all of the markers historically for that are there. I mean, a war is coming because Biden is likely going to be the president, and that means that we're going to probably go to war in Syria uh, he's already planning that. He's all. He's also. I'll, I'll get to this in a little. After get. I'll get to it in a little bit. I don't need to get sidetracked here. Uh, but these politicians who keep running around um, and telling you that you're not allowed to do stuff that they are allowed to do, and then when they give press conferences, they basically tell you, you know, hey, uh, I get to do these things because I'm important.
mayor of Chicago, Beetlejuice, mayor of Chicago, she goes out and gets her hair cut after all of the hair salons were shut down. Why can you get your hair cut professionally? I'm on TV. I'm important. I could cut her hair. I don't even cut hair. I could cut her hair. It, it isn't that difficult. Uh, then you have uh, Nancy Pelosi. She's getting her hair done. Salons are closed. Nobody else can get their hair done. What does she do? She blames the salon. It was a setup. And of course, you got Gavin, Gavin Newsom, who now has to quarantine himself. And apparently, the health officials and everybody who were at his party that got caught lying to everybody, apparently, they're giggling and laughing about this behind closed doors, according to some reports. So there's somebody in the inner circle that hears all of this. Is they're, Yeah, they're mocking all of you for being upset that they got together for a big party and didn't socially distance and didn't wear masks and didn't do any of the things that they're requiring all of you to do for the family holidays. And they are mocking all of you for laughing at them. And what happened now? The governor, of course, is has uh, got to self-isolate. I, look, I... It would be, if you ask me, it would be hysterical if every public health official in the state of California who attended that party uh, were to uh, were to get COVID. Casey, that's mean. I don't care. Okay, they're jeopardizing people's lives too, you know. But another one that I did, and I just released it today, podcast, you know, why do we only, why can't we listen to the experts that tell you that the politicians are wrong? How come we're not allowed to listen to them? And I did that yesterday on yesterday's show. So go to the burningtruth.us. Look for look for the video about a war is coming. While you're there, look at the Dominion voting systems video since you guys keep asking me questions about it. And go into the podcast section and listen to the podcast about the experts who completely disagree with all of these politicians and local health officials. And I'm talking about world-renowned, prominent people in their field. And I again, I don't say this to minimize the credentials or the intelligence of local health officials. It's just that you're world-renowned for a reason. And if you're a world-renowned expert who is looking at the way that, you know, St. Joseph County or Elkhart or Indiana or Michigan are handling things, and you're looking at them and you're going, these people are being stupid, and you're a world-renowned expert, I think you, the average person out there, should be able to listen to that expert who tells you the other so-called experts that you are commanded to listen to are all wrong. Especially when that person is of more esteem and more accomplished in their field than these other people are. If you are given information, you will make the right choice. If you're not given information, they will control what choice you make. You know, I had a caller call up earlier and say, I liked what you had to say about the controlling of information the other day. What they were referring to is... I was talking about censorship, particularly on social media. In human history, the only people that have censored the opposition are the bad guys. And conservatives aren't the ones censoring anybody. In human history, every example that I can think of where there is censorship or silencing of other voices, it comes from the tyrants. It comes from the bad guys. It comes from the, the people who are dictators and oppress populations, sometimes commit genocide. That's where it always comes from. It doesn't come, doesn't come from the freedom-loving individuals out there who appreciate and accept spirited debate. It doesn't come from them. 
It always comes from the tyrants. And it's usually wrong. Their position is usually wrong. And they get really sick and tired of you pointing that out. So when they start running out of ammunition, figuratively speaking, of course, uh, when they start running out of ammunition on how to argue with you, they just shut you down. And they censor you. That's what they've been doing in the, uh, the global warming debate forever. They lose every debate they participate in, so they stop debating, and then they, they call for people to be thrown into prison. Because the data doesn't support their narrative. It just doesn't. It never has. But that's, that's where we're at. So once again, you got more politicians. Do as I say, not as I do. Screw you, peasant. I'm going to fly to Mississippi from Denver, and I'm going to be with my family, even though I told you that you would be a horrible grandma killer if you did it yourself. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Going to play an audio clip for you here in just a couple of minutes. But first, I've got to tell you about Z-Bart of South Bend. They've got a Black Friday sale going on. I've got an opportunity for you to get free gift cards, uh, window tint specials, ceramic Z-Gloss specials, uh, WeatherTech floor liners, undercoating. Undercoating is uh, is going to be very affordable for you. It's always un- it's always affordable, but even, I mean I've never seen the prices low. Uh, and you need undercoating coming into this season. Doesn't matter what your vehicle is, you need that undercoating. And if you think you have factory undercoating, got news for you, it doesn't last forever. Uh, remote cart start specials, exterior details. Uh, there's diamond gloss specials and and of course specials on Rhino lining. So don't forget the Zbart of South Bend Black Friday sale is going to be happening on Black Friday. They're open for the uh, for the sale only, not for service, okay? So make sure that when you go to uh, Zebra to South Bend on Black Friday uh, that you just go there and you, you pick up the uh, you know pick up the specials and, and that sort of thing, but uh, they won't be doing any actual services uh, that day. All right, what do we got here? Okay, uh, Joe, I'm going to set this up. Joe's going to get this audio clip ready. So there is a hearing that happened today. Okay, this happened in Pennsylvania. Remember earlier today we told you that a judge stopped the certification of the election in Pennsylvania today. So they are stopped it. They'll look at it at further hearings on Friday. But the state legislature in Pennsylvania had a hearing today on election irregularities. And there are many of them. So one of the witnesses who was testifying before the state legislature, had some very interesting things to say. I just want you to listen to it, okay? I'm not saying that what they're saying is proof of of fraud. I am telling you that there is irregularities that have never shown up in any election ever, and that would indicate that something is off. I just want you to listen to what they had to say. Roll it, Joe. Normally you would expect to see a smooth curve going up, not any any big... talking about the the anomalies of loading and uh, uploading those uh, those votes so that big spike that uh, occurs there is a prime indicator of fraudulent voting and that's 604,000 votes in 90 minutes is that right correct this is uh, 300 and uh, 337 votes 337,000 votes in that uh, at, in that at, period of time yes and when you look at this entire curve with all these spikes, 
Can you calculate how, how, how much of a vote that accounted for for Biden and how much for Trump? Close to 600,000. I think our, our figures were about 570-some-odd thousand that uh, all those spikes represent over time. For Biden? Correct. And how much for Trump? I think it was a little over 3,200. <laughs> now, just to, just to go back to your original... Okay. So you've got a witness. He's testifying. Rudy Giuliani is there as well, but he's testifying before the Pennsylvania legislature. And remember, we talked about Benford's law, uh, I feel like a couple of weeks ago. Um, Benford's law is a way for you to analyze data and find statistical anomalies and irregularities which will indicate something's wrong. Now, whether that is somebody made an honest mistake, whether that is fraud, what have you, something is off. And Benford's law, I've seen some people online discount it and everything else because they don't really know what it is. Benford's law is used by the IRS to audit people. So when you plug in your data, if your data doesn't show a smooth mathematical track and it has these weird anomalous spikes in increases in data, like with the IRS, it would be increases in income. Uh, All of a sudden you have an increase in income that is like a windfall, which would indicate something is up. You know, you got some kind of a large chunk abnormally at that point in time. Could be legitimate, could not be legitimate, but it's something that that gives the IRS an indication that they need to look at something because it's irregular. It's not normal. Well, the same thing happens in all statistics. So Benford's law is a tool that is used by the IRS, the federal government, and a whole bunch of other agencies and entities, including financial services, to indicate that there is something wrong. Something happened that isn't normal, and there might be a problem. And Benford's law shows that these huge spikes that we saw in Pennsylvania and in Michigan and other states don't follow any norms in elections or statistical analysis. They're all, they're all abnormal. And for those abnormalities to happen with the number that they're happening in is just one of those weird things that people are looking at and saying nothing makes sense here. So what they were talking about is all of these weird spikes. So you went to bed on election night and Trump was up by 700,000 in Pennsylvania. And then they stopped counting. And when they restarted counting, all of a sudden Biden made up all of those votes and more. And they have these weird spikes of these drops and dumps of ballots that happened. And these dumps and ballots showed that about 570,000 votes went to Biden and 3,200 went to Trump. Now, some people out there will go, well, you know, it's uh, Democrats are more likely to, to vote by mail. And OK, but here's here's the problem with that. If the data in that race could extrapolate out to the other races in the state, other races down ballot, maybe you could make the point that this was just an odd election and weird things happen because of the pandemic and, and everything else. The problem is, is that that only happened with that one race. In Pennsylvania, Democrats got schlocked. They got the snot kicked out of them by Republicans all throughout the state. There were Democrats who got voted out of office that they thought were going to be in office forever. One of them was considered a potential presidential candidate. 
got voted out. Republicans showed up in record numbers in Pennsylvania and voted in record numbers for Republicans, but they didn't vote for Donald Trump in Pennsylvania? A state that Donald Trump had a four-year presence in, building relationships in that state. A state that credited Donald Trump with their economic success, with his energy policies. Donald Trump, who is the most popular Republican incumbent in Republican Party history in the modern era, including Reagan. Uh, that No, it just doesn't make any sense. So again, you're looking at this. Now, is there a way to prove that all of these, these uh, things are fraudulent? Maybe not. But they're proving the point that there is something wrong that needs to be looked at before certification can ever happen in the state. And so when you're talking to the legislature, now keep in mind, this wasn't a press conference. This was an actual hearing in the state legislature today. And you've got an expert who is a witness who is now testifying that, um, you know, we found this, this is a, st a statistical indication of fraud. We found that there were these massive dumps that were highly irregular. We don't, we've never seen them before. And 570,000 of these 600,000 votes or whatever, you know, some 580,000 of them went to Biden and 3,200 went to Trump in Pennsylvania. And there just isn't anybody who believes that that is a reality. Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Once again, I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. The computer repairman at the center of the Biden family scandal. This is the uh, the person who notified authorities, authorities that... Uh, that Hunter Biden had dropped off his laptop for repair, and there was, well, a bunch of illegal crap on there. Uh, he has closed shop in Wilmington, Delaware, amid death threats. Um, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so now um, he's getting death threats. He's had to close his business. He's now in hiding as a result of that. And, I mean, who knows what's going to happen now? I mean, if, if uh, Biden gets into the presidency, I mean, this guy is going to be, you know, he's going to be on the run. He's going to have to be on the run because uh, they're going to come after him. Uh, keep in mind that the Obama administration was very vindictive, very vindictive of everybody who opposed them. And they would use the IRS and any other organization within the federal bureaucracy to harass and, and intimidate them. And Joe Biden is from that administration, and Joe Biden is bringing back a bunch of people from that administration. Uh, and it's really funny, on The Breakfast Club, Obama was out there attacking Hispanics for voting for Trump. And Obama had the audacity to say that Trump says racist things about Hispanics, which he's never done, and that Trump puts Hispanics in cages. Obama had the audacity to say that. And nobody called him out on it. Nobody. Nobody. It's this, I told you before, you know, 2020 was the Goebbels election. It was repeat the lie often and over and over again. I know that's redundant until it becomes the truth. That's what it was. It was the Goebbels election. 2020 was the most dishonest campaign that I had ever seen in my entire life. And I have seen a lot of dishonest campaigns. I don't think that I've ever seen one 100% based on falsehoods and demonstrable lies. And the media never called them out on it. Social media never censored or offered clarification or put a little on any one of those tweets or Facebook posts. Not a single one. 
I've just never seen anything like it. And I'm telling you, when I tell you to read the book 1984, I mean it. I mean it. There are people in history who saw this coming. People like me have been warning you about this for years. And people thought it was just a tinfoil hat conspiracy. And yet, here it is. Here it is. It's right in front of you. You've got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel. little bit more on on the lighter side of things all right we're heading into thanksgiving right give you something to talk about with the old family rather than uh, all of the stuff that makes you want to stab each other in the neck all right so um jeopardy you know obviously alex trebek passed away that's not the lighter side of things okay but who's going to take over for alex trebek right that's the big question who's going to take over well uh ken jennings has been named as the guest host so he's obviously the uh, the guy's got a record with 74 He's a winning streak of 74. That's the record for the longest winning streak on the show. So 74 wins on Jeopardy. And a lot of people thought that he would be a good choice. And so they gave him an opportunity to, to win the spot. That's what they did. So they gave Ken Jennings a chance to host Jeopardy. And the announcement came out, uh, came out uh, what, yesterday, I think it was? And just today, just today cancel culture has come for him that's right ken jennings is not allowed to be the host of jeopardy because six years ago he had a salty tweet about people in wheelchairs Uh, well there's there's that Uh, so apparently what he had said and he apologized for this years ago by the way um he had said in a 2014 tweet nothing sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair and of course, everybody raged about all of that, and he apologized in 2018, and people have now demanded that he not be, not be the host of Jeopardy as a result of this. Full disclosure, I don't watch the show. I don't watch the show. I don't really care. But I did watch it uh, quite a bit with my family growing up, and I can remember Alex Trebek saying an awful lot of things that would get him canceled if people weren't having a double standard for Alex Trebek being Alex Trebek. I'm just saying, I've heard it a thousand times. Alex Trebek had a lot of savage insults. There's whole videos uh, devoted to his insults of guests that were on that show. And some of them in modern cancel culture crossed a line. There's no doubt about that. Um, But again, you know, it was just whatever. It came up. He's apologized for it. He said in his head he was trying to say something different. And it came out in a way that offended people. He apologized for it. Um, he was asked to delete the tweet. He refused. He said, I don't believe in deleting tweets. It just whitewashes history. And so he left it up. Uh, he's deleted it now, which I'm sure that the uh, Jeopardy producers in the network got on him and said, take it down, uh, that we won't have to deal with this anymore. And so, yeah, there's there's that. There you go. Just just trying just trying to host a game show, man. Just trying to host a game show. Meanwhile, a bunch of Hollywood celebrities who have said far worse things than he has ever said are making their public pronouncements. I would love to take over Jeopardy. I'm sure you would. Who wouldn't want that job? But again, you know what? Whatever you make of that uh, that tweet. At least I'm a veteran. You know, we we goof on our friends who have lost limbs all the time. It's just it's part of our culture. So uh, you softy civilians have to deal with uh, whether or not this is an egregious enough offense that he can't host a game show or possibly ever even have a job for the rest of his life because he had a tweet six years ago that some people found to be offensive, which he's apologized for repeatedly, by the way. 
but he did finally delete it. So there you go. <laughs> he gets announced as a guest host, gets his shot to, uh, to win the job, and he's immediately canceled. Here's Bill O'Reilly. Happy Thanksgiving.